Hey, 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 have you ever heard about prong colors, choke colors, electric colors? Shall we use those with our dogs or should we use them just occasionally or avoid them at all? Stay tuned because this is what we're going to talk about in this episode. But first and foremost, like an atomic clock, let's give some space, one minute, to our intro. Welcome back everybody, here we go with another wonderful episode of the podcast In the Mouth of the Wolf. First of all, remember that you can find all of our materials on www.marcoada.com and you can check out our YouTube channel MarcoAda and you can find our Facebook page called Anthrozoology Education and Canine, where you will find all of the best and latest information about dog science, animal science, uh, environmental care, uh, and many other topics related to human, animals, natures, but in particular dogs, wolves, and other canines. So, um, also check out at the end of these podcasts uh, and in the descriptions the links to our educational programs and now let's dive into this very hot topic that is colors for dogs so prong color shock colors and especially electric colors are really debated tools for dog training and dog behavior modification. There are so many debates in the scientific community, in the popular community about those colors, shall we use them, shall we not use at all. Some people refer to have solved some problem because of that, but some other people, many actually people refer that problems also increased after they've been using that, those type of tools, right? So certainly a hot topic in the community, for the community, for our dogs, for our pet companions and other animals. Stay tuned, that's what we are gonna talk about in this episode. First and foremost, before proceeding, remember this podcast is, off, is, off, is offered to you uh, absolutely free. You will find it on Podbean, on iTunes and in all around the other platforms um, delivering podcasts 
and uh, we do our best to offer wonderful contents, valuable contents, and importantly, I was about to forget to mention this, this episode is an abstract from uh, an educational program we have on dogs. You will find information about this program at the end of this podcast, in the description. So if you are willing to go through that program, you will find a link. It's very easily accessible from everywhere around the world. It's online 24-7 on the internet. It's very affordable because, as always, I remember, we do... We produce educational programs and educational contents for everybody, for the people, and that must be accessible at a very little cost, but a very high value of content. And now, let's dive into our topic. When people ask me, can I use a prong collar or a stroke collar or an electric collar, in training my dog, there is just one answer I typically give is do not use those colors, do not use that equipment. And there are so many reasons why we should not use those equipments. We are not going to be exhaustive here, but we are going to mention a few of them, maybe the most important. First and foremost, we have said already in the section about uh, colors and harnesses that the collar acts on that area of the dog that is related to discipline. So people may say, okay, but that's what I want. I want to discipline my dog. But that's not the right approach to have with the dog. I mean, discipline can pass through many other smarter ways and not aggressive, not physical ways that using just a prong collar or a stroke collar or an electric collar. And actually, disciplining through those gadgets, through those colors, with all of the physical consequences that that may also bring, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but also those type of way of disciplining a dog does not provide you with the understanding of your dog, with the deep understanding of the behavior of a dog, of the personality of a dog and why really a dog is doing something that you may want to shift, that you may want to modify. And, and you are expressing, maybe somebody expressed that by wanting to discipline of a dog, a discipline a dog, right? But that's something weird, it's obsolete, it's an obsolete way of thinking. We actually, discipline doesn't have to come with um, with a strong touch, with hitting on the dog, neither has to come with choking a dog, right, with the collar. So we're going to talk in a moment more in details about that. But so uh, this is one of the most common questions I receive and I try to dissuade, to, to let's say, to persuade people to find other methods, to find other colors and to possibly learn about dog behavior, dog body area, dog uh, behavior modification. So what people may want to correct through those tools can be corrected, so to speak, even though I wouldn't like, I don't really like to talk about correction. I like to talk about educating a dog 
and a person in understanding better each other, but in some case, it may be appropriate. Okay, let's allow that. Let's say that sometimes it's the case of correcting a dog, so there are other ways to correct a dog than uh, choking or stroking a, 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 a neck of a dog, right? So, and that's because mainly those colors, prong, stroke, and electric colors, are used in correcting training, in disciplining dogs, and, and um, in those cases where you want, somebody wants for a dog to not behave in a certain way, but the consequences of those of that approach by using those colors even though in the short run may seem to be efficient may seem to have a good result in the short run in the long run the consequences that that has on both the physical condition of a dog and the psychology of a dog are not good at all so prong color the one on the left as you can see is a color with some uh, screws, some piece of metal, some hooks in the internal part, so the part that is in direct contact with the neck of a dog. So anytime the dog pulls or the person that is handing, handling that collar by a leash pulls, those screws squeeze around, squeeze around, choke around the neck of the dog and pinch inside the muscles and the neck and the skin of the dog, of the neck of the dog, right? So it may be extremely painful and uh, also it can be extremely damaging. And there are not little cases, but there are many cases of dogs that have reported damages in the muscles around the neck because of prong collar, because those screws, those hooks, squeeze the neck of the dog and damage the tissue, not just the skin, but the deep tissue around the neck of the dog, uh, located in the area of the neck of the dog, right? And can be said something similar of the stroke collar, the second one in this slide, the stroke collar. So as you can see, there is this collar which when, when you pull, when this collar is pulled, it just passes through that metal ring and strokes around the neck of a dog, right? So again, the damage that can create, it may be, um, in the long run, it may be massive, it may be serious, because a dog not just is not learning in, the, in a way that is appropriate, because again, we are not probably understanding really deeply a behavior of a dog, so this is a quick fix color. It's a color that discipline a dog, let's say, when a dog is pulling, but we're not understanding why the dog is pulling, what is real uh, emotional condition, and how we can apply other strategies to modify that emotional condition. Let's say a dog that is agitated or anxious, right? And is pulling because he's agitated or anxious. We're not going to solve anxiety by creating a stress and by which actually creates stress hormones that increase even more the anxiety. So the, the, the whole strategy becomes a mess, right? 
we can solve anxiety by applying strategy that make a dog calmer so that the dog doesn't have to pull in the way he was pulling, just to make an example, right? So a stroke collar, not just as the prong collar create anxiety, but but also can damage the tissue, the, 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 the skin and the muscles that are in the neck area, right? And the overall experience for a dog in both those case prong, cases, prong collar and stroke collar, is confusing because... There is this continuous and tough tension on his neck or her neck, which is something associated with discipline, which dog use dogs, dogs to dogs. So in uh, among them, between a few dogs, among few dogs, they use that area of the body for discipline occasionally, not so continuously as it is in the experience of having a uh, metal color, especially metal colors on the neck, which also if it's not activated by choking or by stroking, is still a heavy weight continuously present on the neck of a dog. So it's a continuous solicitation on the area of discipline, which is not good for a dog, because especially not just that generates continuous stress, but the dog doesn't understand, doesn't no longer understand when is the time of being disciplined and when is the time for discipline and when is the time to relax, right? It's a continuous discipline and stressful experience. So certainly that's not what we want to create a strong, reliable bond and relationship with our dog that is based on mutual understanding. The last one is the electric color, the one on the right in this light. Um, very debated, very controversial tool and how it works. As you can see, there is this color with a little box on it and you have a remote control or in some cases by uh, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, um, you can control that by even by your phone, right? And so when dog is going somewhere that you don't want, when dog is doing somewhere that you, that a person doesn't want, then you click something, you click a button, you click a screen or something and, and that creates an electric shock on the neck of a dog, right? So somebody says, okay, that's better of the, of the prong collar because the consequences on the tissue is, is, is not so bad as a metal prong hook, hooked, screwed collar has on a, on a neck of a dog, right? Certainly, but imagine the psychological consequences of a dog having this electric shock, not knowing how that is happening, not knowing how that is occurring. I mean, the, 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 the experience of life of that dog becomes unpredictable. So in some cases, that thing, that thing on my neck can happen all of a sudden without really knowing the mechanism. Okay, a dog can learn to not go in that area of the garden of the backyard because after 10, 10 times, a dog has received a, a shock, an electric shock, learns to not go there, but it doesn't understand, she doesn't understand why that. So that, again, is a quick fix that doesn't really provide 
a mutual communication and understanding between us and the dog and also creates a lot of confusion in the mind of a dog. So in the long run, that may be a quick fix for some cases, for some, for some type of situation, but in the long run, it creates confusion and maybe some behavioral problem will arise later in life for a dog because his mind maybe has been affected by that and the dog is not emotionally stable because he was receiving a shock collar training a few months or a few years earlier, right? So, again, those uh, prong and stroke collar may create especially physical damage in the, sp in the parts of the, in the neck, around the neck of a dog, in addition to some emotional stress because the neck is continuously solicited and that creates a continuous stress in the feeling and the emotional and the, in, in the metabolism uh, uh, is the case to say of a dog, right? Because there are hormones that are produced when a neck is disciplined when a neck is solicited in a certain way and so the stress hormones are, are produced and so they get in circulation around your body, uh, around your dog's body and that's the level of stress is high continuously and then the dog may not be uh, calm enough to choose, to behave well, to assess situation, to communicate with other dogs, especially this is a very important one, and therefore may have social problems and other type of problems. Pro problem in interacting with other dogs, with other people, in coping with new situations and so on, right? So physical damage and emotional damage for those prong and stroke collars and certainly less physical damage maybe as somebody claim I'm not sure about that either but less physical damage maybe with electric color but certainly psychological damage because the experience that the dog has of the world of life becomes unpredictable becomes ununderstandable not understandable and so in the long run that also may create some important imbalances in the life of a dog that may happen to generate and, and result in behavioral problems that later in life you need to deal in your dog, for your dog, right? Your dog needs to deal with, right, later in life. Or in some cases, very, af very early after the usage of electric collars, dogs start to present some behavioral problems, in some cases very serious behavioral problems that requires the intervention not just of, of a behaviorist or, or of a dog training of a dog trainer that has skills in behavior but also of uh, medical help so some medical uh, so let's say psychological um, uh, condition is identified in that dog and so a veterinarian that is also um, that is also uh, expert in behavior needs to prescribe medicaments to support the process of that dog and so that really is something we don't want right so 
try to stay away from those tools and try to always apply another strategy that is learn about dog behavior and dog communication more in general and try to understand according to the life you have, the lifestyle you have, the lifestyle your dog has, try to apply other strategies that may be more appropriate and more um, gentle, if you want, to communicate to your dog and to teach your dog what is good and what is bad. All right, I hope you really enjoyed the contents of this podcast. Let me know if you agree with all of what we have been saying or if you disagree and why, explain in which occasion you've been using maybe one of those colors and how that has been helpful for you and your dog. But also, please provide maybe some uh, information on the short-term outcome and long-term outcome so we can compare if those tools are usable in the short-term and in the long-term or actually is actually is something that we should avoid or if you are in line with our opinion tell us why you also believe that we should avoid um, those those colors all in all please comment in uh, in the um, leave a comment for this podcast and also importantly please like this podcast follow this channel and share this podcast with some people you love and people that may appreciate the contents of this podcast as always follow us on www.marcoadda.com and check out our educational programs there are links in the description of this podcast and please subscribe don't forget please subscribe to this channel so you will be updated when a new episode of in the mouth of the wolf will be posted i talk to you soon thank you for following us and stay happy stay healthy you and your dogs Music.